We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Roto Grinders today. I'm Jordan Cooper, aka Blender Ed, Blender HD. You're going to follow me on Twitter. And it's Wednesday, November 1st. We'll be taking a look at the NFL Week 9 slate. Give me a little bit of a first look, a little bit of a preview. Hit that thumbs up button. First thing in the door. Give me those thummy thumbs. Hit the subscribe button. Hit the notification bell to always know when we go live. Joining me for this, uh, now it's November. We're going to get daylight savings time. So everyone has to remember when you wake up in the morning, you know, it's going to be, this is the better, Alex, Alex, this is the better version of daylight savings time for two reasons. You get an extra hour of sleep. And if you screw it up and forget that it's daylight savings time, the worst case scenario is that you'll submit your lineups an hour too early. And it just gives you an extra hour of time. The other way, when back and back in the spring equinox, if you forget about daylight savings time, you you wake oh, up true. and you realize that lock already already happened, right? So th- this is the this is the good version of day, daylight savings time, right? So I have three kids, and they're gonna wake up no matter what. And after an hour of being awake, someone's gonna wake me up asking for food. <laughs> so, so by around instead of seven o'clock, it's six o'clock. They're gonna ask me like. Hey, can I have a yogurt? And I'm like, yeah, go get a yogurt. And then I'm just going to be awake because they just woke me up asking for a yogurt. Why don't you just leave the yogurt out? They can't just get it themselves? No, they can get it themselves. It's in the fridge. I mean, you can't leave yogurt out overnight. It's kind of... I'm just saying, did they have to wake you up to ask for yogurt? You run that strict no, they don't. No, they don't. They don't have to at all. 
First of all, they it. want Cheez-Its. This is the thing. When they want Cheez-Its at 6 o'clock in the morning, they don't wake us up and ask. They just get some Cheez-Its. Right. The, the, the things that they're not supposed to eat in the morning. Exactly. They'll, they'll, like, they'll uh, eat that. Right. That black bag behind me is full of candy, and I've got it hidden in my office. I'm going to have to move it around. It's like I'm in Mossad moving a high asset around the country. I'm going to have to move this thing around the house because they're going to find it. You should put a sign on your bed. Eat whatever you want. Right, that's always Sign the answer. You're gonna come in and ask, "Can I have the yogurt? <laughs> eat what, eat whatever you want. Just don't wake me up." Sign Uncle Jordan. <laughs> uh, here's something that I don't want. Uh, this this week nine NFL slate, boy, we've been saying these slates were bad with bad games for a while, but I think this one takes the cake because at least this last week cake, we had yeah. 13 games. Now we only well, have last 10 week you had. I was going to say, last week you had Miami at a 28. I think you had, what, KC at 27.5. I think you had the Ravens at 27.5 too, right? So you still had some teams that were supposed to blow up. Like, one of those three is going to blow up. But uh, this, this one is this the week, high. What's the highest total? 24 and a half? It's 24 one, uh, half? 20, 24. Yeah, I believe 24 and a half. It, it, it says a lot. The highest total on this slate. Because obviously we have the Thursday night game. We have the Sunday uh, Germany game. The Dolphins-Chiefs game, that's not going to be on the slate. The Bills-Bengals Sunday night game and the Chargers-Jets Monday night game. The highest total game on this slate is 46, and we have multiple games that are under 40 totals. The highest implied point total, like you mentioned, is the Eagles, 24.5. But the second highest is the Saints at 24.3. Then we have the Ravens at 24. The Colts at 23.8. And this is how bad of a slate this is. Okay. One of the higher end team totals are the Browns and the Patriots. <laughs> right. I mean, if we take a look at, we have this, uh, this obviously this preview article, this is free rotogrinders.com slash NFL. So you could go, you could check our, our free uh, preview stuff out. Uh, I got some projections loaded initial ones into lineup HQ. Uh, I'll, I'll talk a little bit about Sim Labs in a, in, in a little bit, but I mean, with uh, with Kendrick Bourne's torn ACL, right? I mean, these you take a you take a look at our projections. It it never feels right. I know they're facing the Commanders at home, Just but some in. of the top <laughs> values on the slate are like Demario Douglas and Ramondre Stevenson, and then you look at also like the running back position. It's like, oh, great. The people that I love to play the most in DFS. What what's what could go wrong playing Tony Pollard and Josh Jacobs in my lineup? Right? <laughs> Tony Pollard in a in a underdog matchup and Josh Jacobs, it's the Raiders, and it it's quite possible Garoppolo doesn't even start. I mean, McDaniels was literally fired overnight. Yeah. Um and, and the, and that's who you we have play no on. idea. Is this bad that these are the people that these are the better people on the slate to play? Well, and I mean, you talk about those two dangerous plays, uh, Tony Pollard. The one thing about that's interesting about Tony Pollard, I mean, it's not his, I think his yards per carry is like under four, so he's got some bad luck going on. He's got the volume. Uh, Mike McCarthy will be down by seven and still run the football. So we yeah, can't, he was, up by, he was up by 23 and he was still throwing uh, the football, up, and he was up, yeah. 
So, I mean, I'm just saying it can happen. I don't know if it would happen. I don't feel good about it. But uh, going back to uh, who are we talking? Who's oh Stevenson? Um, Stevenson. It, I know, I don't even know what to compare this guy to. I feel like I've had this feeling before about a running back where the projections keep telling me this is a great value, and then I play him, and then nothing happens, and the next week it's a great value, and nothing happens. Um, Josh Jacobs, we don't know because a lot of Josh Jacobs' volume was from the coaches, from the play calling, from the coaches. And now this is going to change. Uh, how can we feel about spending, what is it? And he's 6,900. It isn't, isn't terrible. Um, Are you going to say that when, Alex, well, yeah. Alex, Alex, you're going to say that about everyone on the slate because it's not like we take a look at just salary. Like the like, there's no, we don't have, we have Cooper Cup at 8,500, AJ Brown 8,600. Like we don't have a McCaffrey. We don't have, I mean, like, I was just about to say, there really isn't like this huge opportunity cost in playing those higher projections. It's right, not like, yeah, we're not giving I mean, up on McCaffrey in a great spot. We're not giving up on, you know, Derrick Henry in a 30 carry spot. Um, well, I mean, are we, we're giving up Alvin Kamara at 8,100 against the Bears. I'm not giving up Alvin Kamara against the Bears. <laughs> I don't know what the projections <laughs> are going to say as the week goes on. I'm not going to do it. The only, uh, I mean, this is going to be in New Orleans, right? Is this in New Orleans? Uh, yes. I, I, yes, it's in. Yes, it's a home. It's a home game. There's no, there's no freaking way. I'm. He's going to be in my single entry lineup. I can just tell you that right now. This is the first time I'm looking at the slate with you, but it's the first thing that pops up at me. I mean, he's almost three points, uh, or no, two points better than Pollard. I'm looking at the flex rankings right now. I mean, he's way ahead of everyone. No, we actually have currently have AJ Brown projected a little higher. Why is this? Oh, I have an X out. Well, Saquon Barkley, how do you want to feel about that? I don't feel good about that. I don't feel good about any of this, Alex. I mean, they, <laughs> they go, like, I mean, it it comes down to you have it. They're they're all bad teams. I mean, like the thing is, is that oh. any one you look at, it's like, oh, well, Barkley against the Raiders. It's like, well, Daniel Jones is probably going to be back, but. Like, Saquon Barkley got, like, 36 touches, but only because they never threw the ball. Like, that doesn't mean anything. And then then we got the the, the Rashad Whites and the DeMarcados and the Chuba Hubbards. It's like, are you excited about playing any of these guys that are cheap? Well, so in the running back position, I see a lot of options. But outside of, Al, like, Alvin Kamara is 8,100. So the only downgrade, the only down part of Kamara is that Will he pay off his price tag? But I mean, if they if if Carr is going to check the ball down eight or nine times a game, it's hard. It's hard. It's hard for his floor to be bad. It's hard for me. Yet that I look at my lineup and it's hard for Kamara to tank it. It may not be good enough that like oh I win first in the GBP, but I feel like if I plug in Alvin Kamara at eighty one hundred, that if I'm staring at a fourteen point score. Like it's like okay, at least he, he got fourteen points. But I mean, some of these guys, I mean, Tony Pollard, the the the, the Cowboys won with forty three points, and he had five and a half fantasy points. Josh Jacobs, I mean, the Raiders could win, and he could have and he could four have fantasy. I mean, like like these are guys that 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 Barkley could have six fantasy points. It's just it feels like out of all the Jonathan Taylor, it seems like he should be. I was just about to say Jonathan Taylor. But is he gonna is he gonna play more than half a game? Because like look what happened last game. Like you look at all this and go, I I do not feel comfortable about any of these things. And and the thing, Alex, is 
as a GPP player, I love that scenario, right? I'm fine with not feeling good about things. Right. But the thing is is that that no one is going to feel comfortable with anything. I, I like when people are overconfident about certain things, and then you take advantage of their discomfort. I feel this is the week where, like, people are going to look at their lineups, even in, like, cash games, and go, I could build 20 different lineups, and I'm not comfortable with any of them. On like they, I'm, I'm trying to find a difference between seven different people to play in the spot, and it's I'm, I don't I don't like any of them. It's just that I have to pick one of them, and it's going to be one of these seven, and hopefully I get it right. And there you go, and <laughs> that's what I feel. Other than coming, that that's why I think Kamara, out of all the I I feel the most comfortable with Kamara, and I think that the field will, as well. It's like if they're going to pay up a yes. running back, eighty one hundred Kamara, give it to me, and I think I think. You can take a shot on any. I mean, dude, I think on at every position, wide receiver, running back, even the quarterback stacks, I think it's only 10 games. But with these totals the way they are, like this is I think this is one of the most open weeks of what if, if you want to try some to weird the, stuff, go ahead. This is the week to try weird stuff because and I'll ask you this about the psychology of the of the field. When there's a scarcity of, quote, great plays in the field's mind, I find that they tend to ignore ownership very often. And you see it in the Discord chat, like, yeah, but you can't go to this guy. There's only two good running backs on the slate. You got to play those two guys, you know, and that that starts to catch like wildfire. And I think to that end, uh, Jonathan Taylor's in a bit of a flowchart situation if people look at defensive versus position. Um and I think Jonathan Taylor is going to push 22, 25% if, unless something comes out where like they're definitely going to have a timeshare of some sort. But I think people are going to take the gamble on it because of the defense versus position. No, I agree with you. What, what, what happens is that we're looking at the slate now on a Wednesday. So a lot of people aren't comfortable with what they're looking at. It's their first look, right? That's the whole point of this show on Wednesday. It's just the first look. And as you look on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, what many people are going to do is that they've looked at the same things over and over again. They've watched more shows, right? You hear on YouTube, yeah. click that subscribe button. And they, they're they getting more validation of like, yeah, like, yeah, I'm not comfortable about any of these guys, but I'm the most comfortable about these two or three. And that gets repeated. Right, exactly. Over and over and over again that by Sunday morning, you're like, well, the only thing I'm, I'm sure of are these three running backs. So I'm going to play exactly. one or two of them. And exactly. what I'm saying is that we should you should question like like everyone on like every game on this slate. There's a way for all that, no matter what the total is. I don't care that the Patriots are favored. The Commanders could could win this game by 35 points, right? I don't care that the Texans are at home and favored. Like they could, this game could be seven to three, right? We we look at Atlanta, Atlanta, Minnesota, right? Kirk Cousins is gone. It, it's quite possible that. The Vikings come out and just they they beat Atlanta. I mean, like like all of these games. Jordan Love doesn't look good, but they're playing the Rams, the Browns. Who knows? I mean, like <laughs> the Cardinals are playing with like a third string quarterback now. The Saints <laughs> are playing at home, and people are like, okay, I feel comfortable with the Saints. Like, do you really? When Taysom Hill has two rushing touchdowns, and you look at look at your Carl Lave lineups, like like what happened there? You look at all, you look, I mean, Carolina against, would you be shocked that Bryce Young to Adam Thielen was in the winning lineup? No. I mean, like you could write a story about all of this. The Cowboys-Eagles game, two good teams. You're like, well, I can't play the Eagles because the Cowboys defense is pretty good. 
Would you be shocked if A.J. Brown had another eight for 125 and two touchdown game? No. no so, like, would you be shocked that CeeDee Lamb burned the, the, the Eagles defense? No. I mean, or no. Pollard has 100 yards rushing. I'm not shocked. There's so much parity amongst all this, all, all these teams and all these players that, like, to me, it's almost like implied team total doesn't even matter on this slate anymore. I don't care. Well, the Patriots have a 22 implied team total. Does that? Do I really want to be playing Mac Jones? I I play Mac Jones stacks more than anyone else. Do I really want to play into chalk to Mario Davis, uh, the Douglas, and and Devonte Parker or Juju or just because the Patriots are cheap? Or Ramondre Stevenson when Zeke Elliott ends up getting seven or eight carries in, in the red zone? I mean, I don't know. I'm just going on a rant here. Just that, that, the, no, my, first that look, the, my first look on this, I want to just highlight how, like, if you're looking at this slate right now going, okay, I'm going to figure it all out right now. It's like, dude, you're not even <laughs> going to have that feeling Sunday morning. Like, no. that, there's not unless there's some weird news that happens that is unexpected where – CeeDee Lamb's out, or A.J. Brown is dead, you know, like something like that. He was found in a truck of a car somewhere, right? Like, I look at this and I go, I could probably build 150 GPP lineups that have, like, 77 different players that all seem about the same to me, and I don't like any of them. So I was going to say, this isn't the week where you have some pool of 18 players and just make 20 lineups based on those 18 players, because you're going to want to have unique lineups. And uh, luckily, I mean, I'm interested to see what the simulations are going to say about all of this. Um, yeah, yeah. Let's let's mention that, Alex. Let, what are your I thoughts on if... it? Okay, we don't well, have the main slate. Uh, we don't have the main slate up. We'll be talking a little bit more about Simlabs tomorrow for the uh, the, the Titans Steelers showdown game. Uh, but you've been playing around with Simlabs uh, for the for the main slates as well as showdown. But primarily, since we're talking about the Week Nine slate, ten game main slate on DraftKings. Uh, we went over all of this. Uh, what exactly is Sim Labs here at Roto Grinders mm-hmm. with Chris Jamino yesterday? So use that as a reference guide for all your questions. We have an FAQ. You can try this out for free tomorrow for showdown as well as for Sunday's main slate. That's rotogrinders.com slash simlabs. So, Alex, what what are, what are your what are your general impressions of Sim Labs and how you're using it? Well, I'm going to use it this week in my single entry article because we can actually form different ownerships for different field sizes. And I thought, you know, my, that was my first question to, you know, when we had the big call. It was like, so when I when I switch to large field to small field to single entry and I click see results, am I going to see different ownerships for those situations? And I said, I, you are. You're going to see different situations. That changes the whole freaking game because single entry, you're dealing with, you know, ownership is kind of an art form, relatively speaking. Because you don't know, it could be one and a half times their projected ownership, two times, two and a half times, three three times, depending on the situation. I don't have to guess that anymore. I don't have to eyeball that anymore. And I can give people more concrete numbers as to what a single entry field is going to look like. It changes my whole it changes my whole approach to that Friday article. It also changes my approach. I used Simlabs uh, last week for last week's slate. I use it primarily as a research tool. So I don't use mm-hmm. it necessarily even to like pick lineups or get certain General lineups or anything. Yeah. I, I test theories. I've, I, I would say something. So what I would do, I mean, I'm just making up an example right now because uh, I don't know anything about this. I mean, we're just like very first look at the slate. And I'm just going to take a look at like some wide receivers or something like that. And it's like, what would, okay, 
Zay Flowers is showing up as a value, right? Obviously, again, at 5,700. Uh, we got we got the Texans wide receivers and stuff like I would look at some of this stuff and go, okay, so it's Baltimore, Seattle. Like if I do play a Lamar stack, let's say I play Lamar Flowers Andrews. How many like based on simulations of what we do here using the Roto Grinders projections, 10,000 simulations of the games, 10,000 simulations of the lineups. How many of these lineups actually contain a, a DK Metcalf? How many lineups yeah. actually contain a Tyler Lockett, like how often do I, it, should I, should I want to have more correlation? Should I want to have less correlation? Maybe I'm going to type in, I go into here. I know it's not for the main slate uh, ready yet. I would just put in include look Lamar because he's the head of the stack and just run like for like, especially if I'm playing large field lineups and I go, okay, give me a wide results range and just like show me 150 Lamar lineups. And then I'm going to see how many, how many have Zay? How many have Andrews? How many have them both? How many have Seattle players? And you can take a look and maybe out of the 150, I see a lot of most, I mostly single stacks, right? There are some uh, Andrews flowers. Like five seconds ago. Just let you know. You talk, you're talking to me? Okay. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Can you hear me, Alex? Restarted for some reason. (laughs) Okay. I think everyone else can hear me. Yeah, no, it was just my headphones restarted. So I've kind of used Lineup HQ that way of I see where the optimizer is taking me in terms of certain combinations. Um, and this comes from my background in baseball, of course. You know, I want to see what, like you said, what does a Lamar Zay Andrews lineup look like? What does a Lamar Zay, um, uh, who, are they, who are they playing against? Seattle. What does a Lamar Zay Lockett lineup look like? What do those lineups look like? That's how I kind of look at candidate lineups. Um, right, but the, the thing is, Alex, then, the, the, the thing, Alex, is that when you do that in lineup HQ, you're just looking at what the solver is putting in. Yeah. As me as mean projections it's together, 
Right. It's not factoring in the three levers of DFS. The the thing that makes Sim Labs special to say, and it goes with the teaching that I that I do in Theory of DFS, which you can pick up at theoryofdfs.com. And we also see a lot of the questions, Alex, in Discord in our Sim Labs beta channel of people trend using this tool that are used to using lineup HQ. And it's like mm. the things that you were jury rigging together in lineup HQ are unnecessary in Sim Labs because yeah, it's already yeah. being taken into account. So yes, so I can, I can go do into- now. What I can do now is just plug in Lamar and I can play with the correlation and it's going to spit out the stacks with the runbacks, maybe no runback, but you know, it's going to spit those lineups out at me. And there's going to be a lot of, uh, a lot of diversity amongst the lineup. That's something that I've been really surprised with seeing the amount of diversity you see, even when you have it on, even when you have that unique tab on a little low, it's forming correlations, the unique and the correlation levers a little low it's forming correlations exactly how quote like i think i would want to build lineups <laughs> like you know well because it's based it. on it's based on simulating the games in the contest yeah. so the thing is is that when you use sim labs right with the roto grinders projections because they, they work in tandem with the roto grinders stuff right so if you're a premium mm-hmm. member here click on that link in the description get ten dollars off your first month is that like i don't yeah, I don't have to set up this. Like, I could set up stack rules and say, oh, give me two guys and this guy back. And and what's the ownership sum of the lineup and everything? Like, all of those things are already factored in. Yeah. In our in our Discord, people are asking, it's like, oh, how do I exclude full teams? How do I put in stack types? It's like, it it's showing you lineups that are that are based around that thing. Like, you shouldn't be viewing the tool. If you want to do that type of stuff, that's lineup HQ. If you want yeah. to be able to go and for showdown tomorrow, like, like we already have some of the showdown stuff up. Of course the ownership isn't in, this is like, like a little bit of dummy data. Like if you want to go in and just like set up, you know, I want, you know, make sure more correlation. You, how do you want to rate your lineups? Right. These are all based through simulations. What type of field size, how diverse do you want to be? And you look through and, and you, you see line. It's like here, here's like DeAndre Hopkins and captain. And then four, Steelers, five Steelers. You would look and go, this lineup doesn't make any sense. It's like, well, there's a game script where this this sim this simulation does it work. There's yeah. a game script with Najee Harris and five. Like these these things do exist. The whole point is that you don't have to go in and go. I want twenty percent of Najee Harris captain. I want ten percent of Derrick Henry. Like the point of this tool is not to do that. The point of this tool is, hey, I want to take a look. I'm going to be playing five lineups in showdown in a large field, you know, let me take a look at 150 that the simulations say make sense to some degree, either from an ownership perspective, from a top 100 perspective, from a cash rate perspective, from a simulation perspective. And then you could be confident that if you trust the Roto grinders projections, that these lineups are, are not bad lineups that the lineups you're most no. likely getting are, are pretty good. And it highlights the point, Alex, that we've and we've talked about on shows about game theory, is that the people get focused on absolutes so much, and they go, "Is yeah. this like?" Especially the larger the contest you get, people will show me their lineup and go, "Is this a good lineup?" And I go, "Yeah." And they'll show me another lineup. I go, "Is that a good lineup?" I said, "Yeah." Is this a good lineup? Yeah. Is that a good lineup? Yeah. I said, "Which lineup is better?" I said. 
they're all about they're they're all fine. They're all like yeah. so there's not one that's like no. If anything, there's one that's like maybe like a hair better than the other, maybe. And and I don't yeah. even know. You'd have to precisely be able to go through and see if that's possible. But when I tell people on on a on a ten game main slate like like we have for week nine, that you're playing the Millie, and uh, you can probably play like thirty thousand lineups that I would say are about equal to each other, like just literally about like it it, it would be within within reason that. I wouldn't be able yeah. to tell the difference from expected value standpoint. Now, the smaller the contests get, maybe 5,000 lineups. And people are like, well, I'm only playing three. So I said, so as long as those three are part of that 5,000 set, you're fine. You, you go, well, what three should I play? It's like, that's the that's why you're using Simlabs of, like, it's weeding out the bad lineups. It's preventing you yeah. from making those mistakes. It's showing you lineups and giving you ratings so you don't Build line. We go. I'm going to build this Eagles onslaught cowboy stack and play two 4K backup running backs just to fit everything and then, in. And if the it's simulations tell you, you maybe you should just be one offing from that game or single skinny right. stacking, then maybe you should be skinny stacking that game. And it doesn't, when the output comes out, let's say you want to try that onslaught and you plug in three guys and you put up the correlation all the way up and you're getting a bunch of red bars when you get your threes and your three two on slide but then you get some good green bars on the cd and aj brown you know you get it tells you sometimes you're not in the you're not directionally completely inaccurate but you could go in this direction instead and have higher expected value right so that's how i use it as as a as a research tool like i i will then use that in order to build lineups in lineup hq of like okay now now i figured that out Especially when I'm only playing 12 lineups, typically 10 to 12 lineups most week. It's like I'm kind of sort of hand building them, but I'm doing it based around research from the simulations. I wonder how people are going to react to the simulations. I have, I mean, I'm just just totally bloviating right here. I just looked at the slate for the first time. I feel like exposures among wide receivers and running backs are going to get spread out because there's no like, there aren't like five or six great plays. And they're going to be under their projected ownership. And this is what I said earlier. I think people are going to gravitate toward the highest projection and ignore ownership because everyone's going to, quote, look under-owned. Because the simulations aren't – the simulations don't see what projected ownership is, like, in terms of factoring that into the what gets spit out. No, that, of course the, it does. That well, it's not going to take it – no, I'm sorry. I said that wrong. It's going to spit out – uh, it's going to spit out the best simulated, the best finishes of the lineups um, in your top 150. So Tony Pollard might come in at 12% exposure. And then uh, Elvin Kamara might come in at 18% exposure because it might be spreading it out because the plays are kind of evenly bad. Right. Um, so whenever you see the plays are kind of, quote, evenly bad, I've just noticed this with other Sims, you end up, you end up seeing these plays get, quote, under-owned. And I end up noticing that the highest projected one starts to skyrocket in actual ownership because people will just say, well, they're all under-owned by 4 or 5%. I'm just going to play the best play. Right, and that's why like someone like Alvin Kamara could come in at like 30% on on this slate when maybe because he Because it, co- it, it could coagulate up, right? Right. Like, these, these guys could get it's pressed down. It's the same thing at wide receiver. I think people will go back to the well on Zay Flowers. I think people are comfortable playing – the Texans wide receivers, they're going to project fine. Of course, these are guys that burned everyone last week. 
But people are, this is not a, like, this slate doesn't contain players where it's like, well, they burned me last week, so I'm going to play this other guy. What other guy? You're going to look and go, what am I going to play, Darius Slayton? What am I going to do? What am I, am I playing, am I playing, uh, people don't want to play Michael Thomas. I'm going to play, I'm going to play Drake London. Like, like, you did, this, you look at this slate and you go, well, who are you going to play? Like Christian Watson? He's like, I don't feel comfortable with that. Michael Gallup again? Haven't given me three points? I mean, do you want to play Amari Cooper with the with the Browns offense the way it is? No. I mean, so there's nowhere else to go. So I think people like clicking on, like, oh, well, Dave Flowers, his price didn't even move, right? Tank Dell, Nico yeah. Collins, their prices kind of they're around the same. Josh Downs, right? Chris, the Saints have a, t- a good team total, and Chris Olave is down to 6,300. I can play him, right? Got to play one of the Patriots wide receivers, even though they, they're awful, and figure out which one to play, and that's fine. Right, so you take a look, and people are comfortable. Terry McLaurin had a good game, fifty six hundred. I'll play Terry McLaurin. Right, people will do that. Mm-hmm. And then AJ Brown, it's like, how do you not play AJ Brown? Right, easy, just lock him in. So you you can see, even though we look here, and the projections are really, I mean, there's no standouts. Like nothing. Like the pricing efficiency is quite at equilibrium. I think the place that I mentioned, the people, they're going to they're gonna be the ones. And I really think this is the type of slate. I think this may be the slate where the Millie winner has, like, a total ownership of, like, 60%. Like, not, like, 120, sure. 140. Like, this this is that type of slate. And, of course, I say this. And you know what's going to end up happening? Something to get hurt. All the 30% owned, you know, <laughs> uh, over-condensed ownership is like, oh, well, all those guys hit and – and the yeah. Millie Maker lineup is like some guy's cash lineup. It's like like that type of thing. Yeah. But, Bryce but this is as a week that it shouldn't be that. No, from the first look, and, you know, we've kind of buried the lead here. Um, it looks like the Ravens are going to run away with ownership. Um, and it might just end up being the Ravens and everyone else. The Houston guys are really cheap, so they'll catch some ownership too. But in terms of stacks, it's going to be stack whoever you want. Are you seeing anything different from there? I mean, I think people, I think people, Jalen Hurts, Lamar Jackson. I mean, mm. to me, like people, people like those quarterbacks, so they'll find a way to stack those guys. But we may get Aiden O'Connell at at, at forty five hundred. I I say it every time with the Raiders. I mean, essentially, there it's it's Jacobs, it's Adams, it's Myers, Myers. and if the Raiders put up twenty seven points, it's going to those people. And if you're going to tell me that this, I could pair that with a quarterback that's 4,500, double, I mean, just like all I all you need to hope for is that the Raiders actually put up points, right? It's like, it, it's very, you're not going to find, you know, the fourth wide receiver, not Hunter Renfro. I mean, obviously their offense may change a bit with the, you know, with McDaniels out, but I don't think within a week, I don't think it's like something's like, oh, we're going to change everything completely around. But I want to pair Aiden O'Connell with, Myers and and Adams together, and just maybe even Michael Mayer or someone like like. At least I know it's at least I know if like the Raiders only put up ten points, like I'm dead. Okay, that's fine. I'm just that if the Raiders put actually do put up points, I'm I'm not going to be watching Raiders on the red zone and going who the hell is that guy that just caught the ball in the end zone? It's no. it's going to be one of these people. And I kind of I still trust um, a guy in Aiden O'Connell's position. Not absolutely, but that he is more likely to go toward guy because he's not very good. 
And he's going to go toward the guys who are really good, who are making moves to get open. Like, you know, a, a guy who's more experienced, like Kirk Cousins, maybe he gets a new shiny toy and we don't know what to do with him. We ended up seeing that he got a new shiny toy. He kept going to Jefferson. But we've seen this in the past with a lot of quarterbacks. Uh, Matt Schaub used to do this. Sometimes he'd get a new shiny toy and he'd throw the third receiver eight times in a game and it was a little frustrating. But Aiden O'Connell, I think, I just get the feeling from the from what we saw of him, he kind of knows what he is, and he was just trying to go to Adams and Myers the whole time. And <laughs> check down Jacobs, like, you know, this, these are my three security blankies. If I'm going to get my 250 yards, I'm going to get it through these guys. That makes me feel, that gives me a sense of safety. I mean, 4,500 makes me feel really safe, but that's really what gives me the safety feeling. I mean, that's the same thing with Derek Carr at 5,700. Like, he knows dude, Derek Carr? Right, he never, right. Derek Carr he's knows played. where his bread is buttered. That guy threw to a tight end 16 times in a game once. Or no, 24 times, right? Didn't he throw to Waller 24 times once in a game? Yeah, I, I, I believe I think, so. For the, for the I think Waller had 16 catches. Like, that's a guy who knows where his bread is buttered, and he's going right. to keep going back and back and back and back. Right. He sees how the defense is set up and goes, oh, they're going to give me this three-yard pass to Kamara like every time? So I'm going to look, I'm gonna look for Olave, first read, and then set my second read is, uh-oh, Rush is coming. Give it to Kamara. Right? Let, exactly. let's, let's, let's like every play. Then every once in a while, he'll chuck the ball up to Rashid Shaheed. Right? So you get one of those three for 150 games that, that this past week. And then you do all of that. You play Carr. Right? You play Carr, Kamara, Olave, or Shaheed. And you're like, wow, this is, this is great. And then the Saints mm-hmm. win 24 to 10. And uh, Taysom Hill has two touchdowns, and you go, <laughs> where did all, where did my points go? Like, like, like all these guys did well. Like, they didn't have like no snowflakes, but none of my guys have said flame emojis because Taysom Hill just ruined everything, right? Yeah. So, so that to me, that's the downside with the Saints, and I think the Saints, I think the Saints are going to be popular. I think, I think Olave will still be popular, even if Kamara is popular. Like, I, I think. If, if pe- people don't look at like Kamara and go, well, if I don't play Kamara, you know what the leverage on Kamara is? Olave. And then Olave still comes in at 18% off, right? Like it'll be yeah. Kamara's bad owned. Yeah. Like, and then they'll go, well, I can go to they Shahid then. Games. They play two different games. Like, you know, one's a, one's a center banging down low, the other one's shooting threes, you know? Right. <laughs> they play two completely different games. They really don't negatively correlate with each other. Olave's going, he's running nine routes. I mean, he has one of the highest eight outs in the last couple of years. His average depth of target is ridiculous. Um, so he's going to get his downfield, and then, like you said, when it's not there, it's going to go short to Kamara. I have a question for you. Do you want? Do you mind moving on to Prize Picks for a sec? Sure. Yeah. No, we can close out with Prize Picks. What? What? What, okay. what do you got on Prize Picks? I took a glance because I'm going to do uh, my article t- today, today or tomorrow. Um, Taysom Hill is a 0.5 passing yards. How do you approach something like that? Do you just ignore it or? I mean, what's the projection? I haven't seen it yet. It wasn't popping up last time I looked. This is last uh, night. That, that, anytime it comes to and props, you know me. I'm just like, let, look. Oh, yeah, projections. I am too. But I mean, obviously, obviously, when you say half a passing, that means will, will he complete a pass? Will I mean, technically, yeah. He technically, he could yeah. complete a pass and have negative yards. I would just look at the projections. What what do we what do we got? Seriously, yeah, Taysom Hill here, zero point five. I think they had this last week also. They had it for I think uh, receiving yards last week. 
I think I'm much more likely to have. I think it's much more likely he'll catches a pass than throws one. Or do you not think that? I don't know. I'm very confused with this. It's kind of a curveball. So they've been throwing the Derek Carr. They're they're really fucking around with the Saints. Um, They threw out (laughs) Derek Carr one and a half rushing yards and point five rushing yards, and I hit the over on both of those. I think because he got like four, and they were kind of easy plays. Um, But the Hill at point five passing yards, like I don't know. Do I just ignore it? It, it feels well, like something gonna, interesting. Like to write about. What, what, are our, what are our current yeah. player predictions say? I'm just going to bring it up. I, I, this is. What did say? Like 1.24. It's going to bug me. Right. It's probably going to be something like that, right? Go Taysom, yeah. search. No, we have him at zero. I'm at zero. Okay. We have him at no, no pass attempts, no couple. As of right now, obviously, this is. Yeah. This is going to. Yeah, we have a 3.78 mean rush attempts, rush yards, 24. Rece- receptions, mean receptions, 2. Receiving yards, two. 16. So, really, we have him as not even passing the ball at all. Okay. So, if anything, if you went by this, you you take the under. You take the less. The less than. The less than. The less than. You got to say less than. Right, because right, prize picks is not sports betting. It's daily fantasy not. sports. Daily fantasy sports. We make picks into contests, right? And we 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 take cards and and have project. These are projections, <laughs> not prop numbers. So I was asking hey, if the, is... the, the plugin is down. I don't think so. I think I just have to. I, sign it wasn't in. working for me last night. Um, I signed it in wasn't again. Working? Oh, okay. Yeah, I'll try. I'll try it again. It'll give you the overlay of the projections over it. Maybe something's wrong with it. I don't know. I haven't. I haven't looked. I signed in. I'm not getting it yeah. anymore. Yeah, I'm not getting. I it. guess no. I guess it's not. I guess it's not. Okay. Uh, I gotta manually go back and forth like it's 2020. This is ridiculous. We could load it in there. 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 You could. You could grab this data, scrape it in yeah. into Excel. You want to do something fancy, right? You could do it. That's some like pre-pandemic shit. Sort of. we <laughs> how we else are you evolved. supposed to do it so you got to do you got to do yeah, it somewhere no, i'm gonna have right? to do it somewhere so that's what i'm gonna do i'm probably just gonna scrape it all uh, okay so overview of the whole slate in general it sucks but it sucks for everyone <laughs> it's right? i it love when it sucks it, for everyone right you should love understand this. that when, when people when people go i don't like this slate it's i don't want to play it it's like you realize we're playing the same po- everyone's playing the same poker hand you're getting yeah. dealt you're getting dealt nine six offsuit and acting as if like like well everyone else has kings. It's like no everyone else has nine six offsuit also. Like now now the analogy everyone is probably has uh, the analogy is probably we're all playing the same board, right? So we might have different hands. We might play them different ways, but we're all playing the same flop, the same turn, the same river, and we make decisions based on those cards. We have, I mean, there's there's a lot of decisions to make on this slate, but I think simplifying the decisions to letting the sims make those decisions for us because they're not easy decisions to hand build it, it's not pretty shit like this is not fun stuff right here but i think working with the sims we can get some good exposures um and have a lot of leverage like you said the, the millie winner coming out with 60 percent wouldn't surprise me at all because ownership's going to get spread out and i think um it's going to coagulate towards some of the higher projections when people want to break away from or go overweight on what they call what they think is a bad projected ownership. Well, we'll take a look more at that on Friday. Squirrel Patrol will be on with some NFL GPP strategy for this slate tomorrow. Uh, TJ 
we'll be on. We'll be looking at the uh, the showdown slate, running some stuff through Sim Labs. Both those shows. If you want, if you want to try this out, go to RotoGrinders.com/slash/SimLabs. It is it is free right now for Thursday's night showdown as well as Sunday's main slate for DraftKings. It is completely free. When it's not free anymore, that means it'll only be available for premium members. So click on that link in the description, get $10 off your first month. They are going to be adding FanDuel. They aren't going to be adding more sports. Remember, this is like we're in the beta phase. I've been testing this out for a while. But NBA, we're going to be having this for NBA, FanDuel, and DraftKings probably within the next month, right? Tennis, PGA, MMA, baseball, when that comes back, you know, more so in, in April. So like, it's not going to just, it's not just for DraftKings, NFL, Showdown and Main Slate. It, it will be, everything's going to be rolled out over time because we want to test, you know, got to test the loads, right? We can't have like 8,000 sports going on and then you go here and you press the button and you have to wait 47 minutes. Uh, the response time, Alex, is, is really quick. Top notch. It's insane. This is really insane. I was building showdown lineups. I'm not even a multi-entry guy, but I built 20 lineups in like 10 seconds. It was incredible. Right. I, yeah. I, I could. I, I was testing out stuff for the main slate using like in when after the inactives and just going, okay, let me run, let me run 50, 50 that look like this, 50 that look like that, 50 that look like this, 50 that, and like I'm getting 50 lineups in like six to eight seconds. Yeah. Right. Like exactly, and then I'm like, okay, include exclude. Okay, run that. Okay, give me 50 lineups. Okay, give me 50 lineups. Okay, give me 50. It's just like, like, dude, I could run, I could, I could run probably 50 sets of 150 in 20 minutes. I mean, like, sets of 150, yeah. Right after after it's having the switch stuff. Like, I mean, yeah. like, I mean, you saw how put. I mean, look, I could put, I could put in like 20 for showdown tomorrow. Right now. Like get lineups here. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, oh. thirteen, fourteen, fifteen. Yeah, here you go. There you go. Twenty lineups. Got fifteen seconds yeah. for twenty, depending on obviously combinations and stuff and what you put well, in. Well, and and it's a great sign. Uh, it's a great um, feature that when you exit out, you get a new lineup. Right. So oh, I don't want to play Derrick Henry in the captain. It's like, okay, well, defend your... right away. Right. There you go. Right. Right away. Right. You can exclude stuff. We'll talk. We'll, we'll look at this more uh, tomorrow. So Alex, uh, you'll have a, you're, you're going to have a prize picks article out. Prize picks article either today or tomorrow morning. Uh, FanDuel ownership will be Friday morning. Uh, and my single entry strategy will come out Friday night or Saturday morning. Okay. And, 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 and this is free or premium. The single entry article is premium. The FanDuel ownership and the prize picks articles are free. Okay. Free content. That's rotogrinders.com slash NFL for that. Yeah, and I'm not making picks. I'm just giving you some tidbits on ownership and prize picks. Like, who doesn't want that for free? So go there. Go check that out. Hit that thumbs up button on your way out the door. Give me those thummy thumbs. Hit the subscribe button if you're new here. Uh, check out SimLabs. Check out everything. Send in your questions. Questions at theoryofdfs.com for the mailbag. I'll be on uh, tomorrow with TJ to talk about uh, the, the showdown slate. Titans Titans versus uh, Steelers. And uh, the then it's, 
Yeah, I know. Squirrel Patrol will be on Friday. <laughs> we got Grinders Live later today. We got a NBA slate. We got NBA. We got NHL. Grinders Live later today. Crunch time. Swolecast. We got Swolecast going on in the afternoon. Hit that notification bell. You'll always know when we go live here on YouTube because I'm that's that's what I do here. I mean, you see me, you see me all the time, right? We got some regulars here. You see me all the time, weekdays, eleven o'clock Eastern, talking about all things you're thinking about in daily fantasy props and pick 'em on Roto Grinders today. 